Can, can you hear me? You've got male. M-A-L-E. Muscle killer. Buff. Testosterone. Body oil. That was good, bro. All I know is the neighborhood that they call me the murder that I'm always in is walked around all the time by a bunch of fucking corporate ass suits now. They all literally dress the same, drink the same fucking drinks, like the same fucking music. They, they're robots, bro. They're clones. White people ain't shit. White people are just like white people. And I thought it would be more diversity to the white people spectrum, but it's not. And now I don't like white people because of that. Asians? Then my niggas. That's the Asian in loose pants. Jay White, and I got my other brother on the podcast with me, all the way from Chicago. Am I from Chicago now? Is that what the thing is? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say you. I didn't say you were from Chicago. I said all the way from Chicago. <laughs> Big St. Louis, what they call me around this motherfucker. Goddamn me. Big St. Louis, standing that good, uh, what, five, six, five, seven? I don't know. I ain't tall, but shit. I'm Big St. Louis everywhere I go, but my name is Mars, a.k.a. Brother Mars, a.k.a. Daddy Mars, a.k.a. Fuck These White People. <laughs> Basically. So, <laughs> it's been a minute since we just shot the shit, so that's exactly mm-hmm. what this episode is going to be, us shooting the shit. True and with talk. us shooting the shit, first things first, I want to state, and this isn't a new stance by any means. This isn't a concept that's brand that's brand new. This isn't something that people from the city haven't said before. But if you, anybody that's outside of the city, which I know there are those that are, don't live in St. Louis, for those of you who don't live in the city and we ever meet in public, I will gladly tell you that I'm from St. Louis, USA. Because Missouri, Alabama, and Georgia... Those three states oh, are fucking full of shit. And I know motherfuckers joke about the fucking the end of the world being here and, you know, God need to go ahead and slap the button to end all this shit. But, like, it's really the fucking end of times, bro. 
because we got people in office. And I'm not a political person by any stretch of the imagination. So I want to make that clear. I'm not the most politically correct person. I'm not going to say that like I'm the most politically intelligent person. But it just comes down to morals where you have people in power that have these seats in our government that are sitting up here and basically dictating to women what, what they can and what they can't fucking do with their bodies. Real. So, motherfuckers that have their own self-interest. Motherfuckers that won't even live long enough to see a lot of the regulations they voting for be put into place. And then putting these, shit, these shits into place just to basically... It's almost like population control, in a sense. And also... Uh, uh, a big fuck you to those that are in uh, di- not di- well, dire situations or less fortunate situations i.e. black women, brown women any, my- any type of minority women because that's essentially what it is like you basically spitting in the face of women who are molested and raped when they can't afford to raise a child in this day and age because everything is fucking expensive as fuck or and then also the the women that are raising children on their own and shit like that like you're taking away their choice and their right and telling them hey regardless of the circumstances in which you had becoming become pregnant and are with child we don't give a fuck about that we just telling you you can't do this and if you do this you go into jail. Like, that's some wild-ass shit to me, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very real. I mean, I don't... Well, I, I I can't say I don't know. Like, I know that what they are doing is fucked up and bogus and very fucking wrong. I don't know why the fuck we keep ended up in this position, though, over and over and over. And, like... And then I looked at, like, the meme or, like, the whatever you want to call it, like, the graph, infographic or whatever of all those dudes that, like, signed the bill off. They, like, and they're super all white. old. <laughs> super, but they also, like, super old. Like, they're not, like, they 20-something-year-old white that, guys. Right. Not to say that, like, 20-something-year-old white guys aren't susceptible right. of doing yeah. the same exact thing. Or right. 20, 20 year old men, honestly. In general. Talk it's about, it's yeah, men in general. Know. If you want to keep it 100, it's men in general. Yeah, represent, representation is very important for many, many, many fucking reasons. And this is being one of them. Like, I love the fact that, like, there's a lot of, like, you know, who should be voting on women's reproductive rights types of memes and posts going around. It's like women should be, not men. Like, and that's right. the dead honest truth. If you want to vote on something, I don't know. You vote for alimony, child support. This niggas right. out here struggling, dealing right. with like crazy ass baby mamas. If you want to like fight for some shit, but at the end of the day, your due diligence should come from you respecting a woman's right as a woman to either choose to give birth to a child or not to give birth right. to a child, and. It really isn't your responsibility to say what she should or should not do. And these motherfuckers hide behind the Bible so goddamn much. In 2019, the Bible had been thrown every fucking wish. The Bible was used to justify slavery. The Bible right. justify, like, calling right. niggas monkeys. Right. The Bible was used to justify women not being able to vote, all these other things. And, like, right. we... 
we've made all these various transitions and moved forward in life and society for so goddamn long. Now, all of a sudden, you want to sit up here and use the Bible to right. tell a woman what she can and cannot do? Like, incest, rape, like, these are generally a huge majority of um, abortion cases. It's, it's a right. lot of women that still choose to keep a child if right. it's done illegitimately and you may or may not be with the baby daddy or whatever the case may be. A lot of women still choose to keep that child and, and make it work. Right. Yeah, you know. So for these motherfuckers to sit up here and act like that's what they battling against, even if you was battling against it, what the fuck you fighting for, bro? Right. Like what the fuck is you? I don't. I don't know. Like for me, it's just it's wrong in in so many instances, and I don't. There's no way to justify it. It's no way to really make sense of it. The sense that I've made of it is that the fuck is like it's motherfuckers with too much power in their hands doing some dumb shit, right. and like. They just need to get voted out. I'm sure Alabama's gonna have a tra- a crazy rolling tide. But then the day you saw Missouri Senate also just voted to approve quickly, for similar, quickly, for similar bro. shit. So it's like it's a rolling tide now happening, and that shit is very scary. Right, quickly, bro. As soon as I saw the article about it last night, they approved that shit this morning, bro. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't even in a it wasn't even a twelve hour cycle. Between the time I personally saw the article that the I guess the Senate or whoever was going to make, and then eight hours later it comes across our timeline mm-hmm. that it's approved. Like that is wild. That is wild to just be like, yeah, we're basically going to take away a woman's right to have a choice in what they do. It, it all comes down to choice. Y'all didn't. Y'all got not voting on gun control. You're not doing shit. Right. Like, let's better talk about the education. Are you, <laughs> you're not voting on gun control, if y'all. You're, if you're pro-life, you should be worried about all the the thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that die annually. Like, come annually. on. If you if you if you're pro if you're pro-life, maybe you should be giving a fuck about climate change and the fact that drought and famine is happening all over the world and coming to America very fucking soon. It's 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 not already. The Midwest, right. like Corn country America, wheat country America is already dealing with this shit. We going through it. Fucking corn cans and fucking loaves of bread cost more right now because they're dealing with the fact that drought exists. That's already something. California having wildfires out the wazoo. Some of my favorite musicians, some of their most precious items have been burnt up. That's just me, lover, lover of music, Mars. But like, these motherfuckers work very hard. And earned whatever the fuck they keep to be up in the motherfucking Hollywood Hills. That shit get burnt away. And they have actual money to invest in politicians and donate to their causes and shit like that. But you motherfuckers want to turn a blind eye to climate change? Them wildfires literally start from like a piece of dry fucking grass. Burning. Like some fucking tumbleweeds slapping yeah, against each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then a whole, a whole region is on fire. Like Houses have been demolished. People have died. You want to be pro-life? We can talk about gun control. We can talk about, you know, the military and the, the military industrial complex in America that America only has. Like we spend twice as much as like the next three, uh, four out of five fucking countries globally that invest in their military. Like, bro, we got bases in like 90 percent of the world's countries already. We are strategically right. set up, like, I mean, in America, we could sit up here and be like, yeah, we got the biggest dick in the world. America, America. But, like, bro, we fuck around. We, like, exploit 
our power to our advantage. That's we like showing, we like showing our dick. Yeah, like, that, that the China and America thing going on yeah. right now is us flexing our American U.S. power right fucking right. now. And like this shit is like, if you pro life, like why why aren't you Black Lives Matter instead of Blue Lives Matter? If you pro life, like bro. come on, like if you talking about being pro life, you give a fuck about like the livelihood of people. Because I, I love the other ones, and that's really always something that I follow since way back when. It was, like, new memes being posted or whatever, like, all right, pro-lifers as soon as that baby is born to, like, a lower-class or impoverished woman, and it's like they turn the other cheek at that point. Yeah, they sitting right. up here right now and talking about how much they care about babies and a baby should be born. But what is what are you going to do as a society to help that child actually have a decent fucking living, have a decent education, have decent health care, have decent like, you know, like, it's America. We're supposed to be the land of opportunity. What the fuck are you doing to really provide us a motherfucking opportunity? Hi, Rob. What? My right, is, man. Uh, recording me talking shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, a classic, man. nigga, early. Nah, we, we unloading that shit today. Fuck these. Fuck, fuck well. them. Uh, and on white, top of white, that, uh huh. I, I, can I get do, can I do a quick disclaimer? What's the disclaimer? I know I be I like white people. I like good people. White people a lot of the times be on some evil ass shit. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that, and I I'll pay that. This is not Jay White, Henny Knights saying this. This is me, Mars. Do right, Mars. Look me up on IG or Twitter. I said it. You motherfuckers be bogus. Not all of y'all. I got plenty of white friends, and I know a lot of y'all have y'all hearts in the right place. Mm-hmm. But what y'all don't do is act on it. Mm-hmm. And that's the fucking issue. No. If you're going to be a fucking ally, if you're going to sit up here and say that you for something, blah, 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 do it. Like, you are of color don't have a choice but to act on whatever the right. fuck that we risking our lives for. Right. You have the white privilege also works in a way where you can sit up there and sit in the shadows and advocate online and never show your face at a protest or rally ever. Right. You don't have to worry about voting for, with your dollar or making all these other choices. Like, mm-hmm. bro, if you if you about that action, be about that fucking action. That's mm-hmm. all I got to say. Because if you don't, you, you just as wrong as the motherfuckers who out here committing them wrong-ass crimes. So it's a fear of being considered the minority. <laughs> like, when you, consider, I had a, when you consider the minority, mm-hmm. my nigga, you're mm-hmm. not the one in power, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... You like you're gonna do all that rah rah shit online and have you know claim you're an ally or whatnot, but it's a different is it it's different levels once you out in the actual streets and seeing us getting killed over just wanting basic civil rights. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool to jam and tap 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 on the keyboard, but when it's actually time to put that shit in motion, like use that shit, bro. I've actually seen a video not too long ago of. This uh, I forgot what it was, but they were in California, and this black guy was protesting in a courthouse, and the fucking um, I guess like the court, the uh, courthouse security guards or whatever, were running up to the black guy, and literally white people surrounded him, and once they saw the white people surround him, they chilled the fuck out. That's the shit that we need more. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. because once they see somebody that look like them step into the scene, they gonna chill all that out. They ain't going to be on all that rah-rah shit. So, I definitely agree with you when saying, like, okay, that ally shit is cool, but, like, 
Use your fucking privilege. Get your ass walk out there on the, the fucking bunk. walk. Right. Get your ass out there on the front lines. And if you about that life, stand ten toes down with us. Because we the ones getting killed out here. So mm-hmm. it's for existing. For just you being. shit over the weekend where like the dad he like had his kids on the front line playing with their dog. Like the police rolled and the up police on officer him, rolled like, up on him and he showed him the ID. description. Yeah. yeah, like nigga, his whole ass dog is registered with him. You still want to harass him? Why didn't that, that like put white people don't like being like white, especially white guys. White people though, they don't like being wrong. They don't, especially they don't like being proven wrong by a nigga mm. like that. That makes them feel something. So now they fighting for extra shit. Right. And it's like, well, what else do you have? Is this really your home? It's like this nigga got to pull out his whole fucking mortgage papers just for you to not like. Just, like he, I hope that he wins that lawsuit. He probably won't, but I hope that he does because he should sue their ass. Yeah. Sue the police department and the city and get him a good ten million dollars real quick for fucking up his motherfucking livelihood and his motherfucking quality of life. He pays his taxes. He's an honest fucking man. With a regular ass fucking family just trying to exist. Mm-hmm. And we get bothered all the time. Like, bro, it's a lot of niggas that, it's a lot of people that didn't need to die. Sandra Bland didn't need to die for that same shit. You know, like, it's motherfuckers out here that don't need to be bothered. Mike Brown, Mike Brown, honestly, on some like nigga shit, Mike Brown could have been a sketchy nigga. Mike Brown didn't deserve to get killed, though. Mike Brown did not deserve to get killed. We from that area. We treat a lot of these niggas like saints, and I will be fair. A lot of niggas also not saints. But at the same time, it's one thing to be a hustler or to steal a box of fucking rellos. Like, is your life worth a bunch of rellos? Is that it? Like, your, your, your life is worth a 10-pack of blunts. I don't think, I don't think Mike, Blunt, Mike Brown didn't deserve that for that. And I mean, also, that, that officer had an ego complex. Because his ass got muffed and bitched out way back in the past. So the nigga pulled up on him later on and shot at his ass. That's bitch shit. Yeah. It's bitch shit, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, why are we, well, I mean, we know why we are criminalized and hyper, you know, all this other shit. But like, it, it's just tiring, bro. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's draining. Like you say, it, it just for the simple fact that we exist, we, we get, we get killed. Our existence criminalized. <laughs> right. And that's a wild thing to think about. Like, damn, like, you can literally be eating a bag of chips on the corner outside the motherfucking bodega corner store and the police and just buy. Yeah, yeah, like, it, that happened to me as a teenager, man, with my cousins. And it's like, we got patted down, searched. We were sitting out there for a good two, three hours just getting bothered. And it's like, we ain't have shit. We wasn't doing shit. We was literally like, 14, 15 years old, just out there, doing kid shit, hanging out in the summertime on a fucking corner. But all of a sudden, these niggas want to bother us and tell us that we've been shoplifting about the corner store and all this. It's like, bro, you looking for a reason to. All our parents right. is respectable people. We all motherfucking own our property. We all out here doing the right thing. Community organizers, etc., etc., etc. Like, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck is you bothering us for? But we just, our existence and us being young black people, we just look criminal to you. But that has a lot to do with racial propaganda, which has also existed in America as long as racism has. Right, right. 
Exactly. So it's a it's 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 a lot of layers. It's a it's a it's a lot of layer. It's cycles to the shit. And to the motherfuckers that like also we go we're going back to this abortion shit, but the motherfuckers also going back uh talking about well just get a kid up kid up for adoption. That's another system that fails kids. <laughs> like I looked up some stats earlier today and it's like something like two hundred to like three hundred thousand kids between the age of two and seven that don't have homes. And I'm like, dog, those are some of your most important cognitive years. Mm-hmm. So there's no telling what type of drama you uh, have gone through that you, you know, might have some subdued, you know, as a child, Yeah, you know, in order to get placed with a family or, you know, you in this circumstance with, all these other kids that need attention and the staff is understaffed because mm-hmm. they can't meet the needs of all these children. So like mm-hmm. you're trying to come up with these answers, like, yeah, just give them up for adoption. That system is fucked up too. Like the whole system is flawed. Oh, up, yeah, right? the, the foster <laughs> parent shit. Like honestly, yeah. if once again, if you are a pro lifer, why aren't y'all adopting the kids that are already up there? Why is your concern the unborn children? This should be right. if if you cared so much about the life of a child, why aren't you picking up the ones who are already looking for a home? That should be that that should be ideally a right. whole ass open fucking cycle of people exactly. just saying like, wow, if you, this if you so fits well in our fucking family, exactly. hun, let's if pay fifteen thousand dollars to buy. We sound like slavery, but still, you no. know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you pay, you're, paying to, you're, 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 you're paying <laughs> to layer. adopt a child. I understand, like, but to, but to be fair, though, to that's not just to get the paperwork through. Yes, but fifteen thousand yeah. dollars to like, because you're buying a child at that point. You're buying a human being, right? Bro. But but to be fair, though, that's not just African American kids. No, no, no. Yeah, so that's, like, that's the it's, it's, the it's children. It's children in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the system is fucked it's up. It's still like, fucked up, yeah. though, man. Like it's still fucked up as fuck. Like what? And then when I found out that you got to like adopting a child is expensive, I thought it was like, well, adopting a, a pet is also pretty expensive. Yeah. But yeah. like, it's so much paperwork and like circles of things going through the whole motions. It's fucking ridiculous, bro. Like, well, it's all white people in the white society that we live in, the white laws and white paperwork and all that shit that they already came up with. But like, I don't know, man. That's why I be saying fuck white people. Because like, they created <laughs> they created the world that we live in right now with all these fucking problems. And it's flawed. Like, it's, if I say it's flawed as fuck. Yeah, it's I just flawed. had a, I had a crazy long like three hour long debate with one of my good white homies yesterday, and like he accepted a lot of this shit. I, but I had some like you you a white dude, bro. Like at the end of the day, you a white dude. Like motherfuckers is not gonna just like let you do certain shit because it ain't it ain't got nothing to do with you. I don't want you to feel like it's quote unquote your fault. But at the end of the day, you're, you white as shit, bro. And, like, the way that you move is, like, a typical white boy. So, mm-hmm. like, you rub people a certain way because you're a white boy. Right. So people move and shake around society, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is all white boy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's who you are. Right. And, like, yeah, he was talking about, like, how he came across some shit where this shit – like I was, I was adamant about telling like that's not the case because like white people are not gonna disappear. But he swore up and down like white people are gonna disappear. I'm like, bro, yeah, y'all population is declining, but y'all not gonna disappear. He wants to bring up like mixing races and all this. It's just like nigga, niggas in Denmark is still gonna be fucking with other niggas in Denmark and Germany. Right. 
But Europe, Europe is actually when you talk about continents, one of the smaller continents. Africa, South America, North America is way bigger than fucking Europe, bro. Mm-hmm. So like, I get it if niggas is actually population declining. I understand there's a lot of like anti-immigration sentiments going on in Africa and motherfucking Europe right now. Well, not Africa, but um, Europe right now in all these various countries. Because there are people from the Arab world and the African world that are moving there, trying to like look for new economic effort. Mm. It's like basically what the, what the Great Migration was in the United States of America, but in a broader sense, like one continent to another. I get that. Like, that's, that's a very touchy subject. I feel it, but also at the same time, when we bring it back down, because it's the same type of energy they have over there in Europe, over here in the United States of America. These white motherfuckers don't want to work no job picking fucking plums in Idaho or Nebraska. Because that's beneath them. They don't want to do that. Yeah, so that's y'all choice. Y'all could have been doing it, and then when I looked up and like saw the history of race riots all around the country, they was getting mad because niggas was, they was working for pennies on the dollar compared to what the white man would have been making anyway, but white folk weren't working them jobs. So niggas moving from the South, looking for economic opportunity, whatever the fuck they can get to put food on their motherfucking table, took these fucking jobs. And now you want to get mad and burn down the whole neighborhood and kill niggas and do all this other, like, fuck that, bro. Like, that's, when I say fuck white people, like, I'm talking about the history of white people. I'm talking about, like, mm. I, I love me. I, I got good white friends. I'm, I'm outside the motherfucking bar right now talking to you. Motherfucking friends is a white dude. He understands. I have these conversations. He understands this nigga that don't try to fight it. The white right. motherfuckers out there, they be trying to be acting like they liberal and progressive, but then all of a sudden they come with all them butts and what well, maybe if and blah blah. But it's like, bro, like, no, this is the history. Like, you can't justify the shit that already happened. This is what the fuck y'all did. Like, this is what you and your people be on. Right. Your grand, your granddaddy, your uncle is like this. I think yeah. about all the goddamn time, bro. A lot of our modern fucking politicians. Them niggas was born in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. One of my grandmas was born in the 1950, to be exact. Right. 1950 in St. Missouri, niggas was still getting hunted and lynched. Some of them pictures that we looked at, when you look at old lynching images and shit. Not bro, too long ago. Bro, those were family events that they did after church on Sunday. Right. After they left church on Sunday, they would go out there and hunt niggas and lynch them and take a fucking picture in the summertime in the warmer months and looking at a fucking black body hang from a fucking tree. And that's what you did. You showed your son that. So 50 years later, yeah, you one or two, because, you know, white people be having their babies a little later than a lot of other motherfucking people, POC or whatever. But, like, you're only a generation or two. That's my grandmama. So if that's my black-ass grandmama, that's maybe your daddy or your granddaddy or whatever going through that shit. Bro, like, that time is not that far off. So if you want to sit here and talk about racial sentiments and what your family and blah, 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 like, I have progressive, quote-unquote, white friends that also talk about how they hate their racist grandma. Nigga, that's still your grandmama. You don't hate your grandmama. It's your fucking grandmama. Yeah, You you might hate it. You hate what she stood for. Yeah, but, but like, like, that's still your grandma. And because that's your grandma, it's still some shit that she raised your parents under. That you yeah. still got raised by that. Ha- that fucking hatred is not that far removed. So yeah, bro, like this shit is very fucking real. You can probably like me because I'm a smart nigga. I'm charismatic. 
I'm not threatening. Mm-hmm. I don't dress in a certain way. But if it was a rough and rugged street type of nigga, nigga have good money. Nigga could be a whole ass construction worker coming to one of my old jobs for dinner. But like you look at me, you think that nigga sell dope or some shit. That man might have just made motherfucking five hundred dollars on a day type shit, building a whole mm-hmm. ass hotel right around the corner. But he look a certain way. He look scruffy. He ain't groomed. Nigga, nigga just coming in for a burger, good little steak, little little plate of pasta or whatever. He got money. Right. He tipped well, you know. But he ate. He didn't go home, change, and then put on his quote unquote good respectable Negro clothes, like. Right. That happens all the time. And then you label this man. Like, I remember when I was working over at Ace. You can black that out. You know, nah, I don't care, really. Because they, <laughs> they need that fucking PR. Bad PR. But, like, it was a nigga that he was the second hand. Um, he was, like, he worked in the accounting department for the city of Chicago. He was, like, second tier nigga. Like, just up under, like, the nigga that spoke right to the mayor. He always be in meetings and all that shit because it's, like, the nigga's assistant or whatever. But that nigga got harassed at Ace Hotel at the rooftop bar one time because he was, he looked sleepy. They tried to kick the nigga out because he looked sleepy. They were spending money on the city of Chicago's company card in that fucking space with clients from out of town. And they tried to kick him out because he looked sleepy in a certain time. And when that man came back later on, he was like, man, it's just hard. Because he saw me one day, and he was like, man, it's hard out here because niggas don't obviously trust or believe that you even involved with city politics. Something of that nature. Yeah, 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 off rip. So they already give you a hard time. But then on top of that, it's just kind of like one of them things where you don't really know what the fuck to do. You could say something, but then you could fuck around and, like, get niggas' whole licenses and the whole, like, taking away and then the whole business go down. That's other motherfucker that look like, the other motherfuckers that look like you they livelihood is you just in a tough ass position like niggas right because all right well cool y'all discriminated so we can like pull back on y'all like liquor license and now y'all niggas gotta stop and sell liquor at 12 o'clock imagine what that would do to a whole ass night like destination niggas can't be there at least till two come the fuck mm-hmm. on bro like it's just so much bogus bullshit that goes down with all of this stuff where it's just I don't know, man. I'm 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 tired of it. I'm tired of it. I really don't know what the fuck to do, other than move the fuck away. But it's like then you got to deal with the whole like African versus African American shit. I'm cool with yeah. a lot of West Africans, but like I don't go to West Africa and like do me. Right. Because yeah, they gonna man. look at you. Because there there's some bias. There be some bias there. You coming from America, like oh, so yeah, you just trying to they don't just, just trying to up and run. Type shit like it's just not fucking fuck with, with us. Type yeah, yeah. If I say you be like, you know, you probably don't even fuck with us for real. Like, like. So there is, yeah, man. It's just, it's just fucked up, bro. It's it's fucked up. But we are gonna move on from the heavy shit from right now, man. So my nigga is a a curator of vibes. He is a fucking <laughs> D- DJ, and like I was saying, niggas have always had to ride out to some type of new music back when we used to burn CDs and fit 20 tracks on there. It always had to be something that just came out, whether it was from Two Dope Boys um, or Exclusive. Ooh, Two Dope Boys. Wow. (laughs) Exclusive Zone or uh, Hip Hop DX always had to stay 
on top of the new music. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a natural progression for you, at least, because like that was like our shit. Because I remember we used to like send shit back and forth mm-hmm. to each other, like, hey, peep this, peep that, peep that. So how did peep that tapes, nigga? Yeah, right, exactly. So how did that turn into you being a DJ? Hmm. Um, I would say that one time I was hanging out at a friend's place and he happened to have DJ equipment. Shout out to the black dude skateboarding outside where I'm eating at right now. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but no, like, so I asked him if I could, like, you know, play with the toys, see what he, see what I could do with it. He was just going crazy. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know you had DJ equipment. And he said, yeah. And I touched it and it just kind of like was raw. And I think that particular night I ended up DJing like three hours straight, just like off of his library. Not even my own shit. If I had my own shit, I probably would have been DJing for way longer. But I had fell in right. love with it. I always thought about it and was like, man, I don't know. What if I blah, 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 blah. And then one day the opportunity came across me and ever since I put my fingers to the motherfucking uh, tables, yeah, like bam, I'm I just been in love with the shit. I do it the most. I've been a year self-employed right now before I go back to the 9 to 5 like working at an agency and shit. But in the meantime, like a lot of my fast money has come from DJ to pay my bills in between like bigger, slower projects where I make a little money up front get a little money later, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's been me as a DJ, as you said. Like, and I don't know. It's just, I'm good at it. I'm passionate about, like, music. I be knowing the hot new shit. So I still am able to break records. And then at the same time, it's like, I've always liked to, like, entertain people in some capacity way or another. So it, like, in, in, encapsulates all of those different things. And here I am, like, probably one of the best, young, brightest, rising talents in Chicago. And about yeah. to be the country, because I got other shit. I, got, I DJed in St. Louis a couple times. Niggas fuck with me. Probably DJ New York soon. DJ LA soon. DJ Miami soon. DJ Atlanta soon. Might even DJ London soon, but that's for, uh, that's to be determined. So how was it DJing back at the crib? Oh, I love it. I get to, like, do the shit. All right, so for those who know me, you know I'm AKA Young Wild Nigga Waka Flocka shit. I already be lit. So, like, just the opportunity to actually be lit and play all these random ass songs and bangers back at home, the city that made me. Like, I'm not, I lived in Chicago 10 years, but like, I'm, I'm big St. Louis up here. Like, I'm not, not a St. Louis nigga. I don't do non-St. Louis nigga shit. Like, I've, I've, I've fake footwork in a couple of battles just drunk having fun, but I swag. <laughs> like, I swag. I, I, I do that shit. I, I do St. Louis shit all the goddamn time, and that is who I am. So whenever I'm able to go back home and actually entertain my peers and my motherfucking friends that, like, I grew up with, so on and so forth, that I made a name for myself with, it's always an opportunity, bro. Like, St. Louis is one of my favorite places to DJ at. For sure. For sure. By all means. Because, like, you know, niggas can talk about the shit that we did as kids. What we did as kids in um, St. Louis is drastically different 
than what niggas was doing in Chicago as kids. And it's funny mm-hmm. now that I'm up here, like I knew it just from like having conversations about music and talking to motherfuckers, but now I'm like actually in the DJ process, like certain songs that they respond to, same was with Budge on like. I never really liked the song Poison anyway. It was it was like whatever. <laughs> but like up here that's like that's a that's a safe all right, say your DJ whack or like he losing the crowd. You get dun 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 dun, dun bump crowd goes crazy. It's like, bruh, I don't remember ever just listening to Poison on the fucking dance floor back at the crib. That's not my <laughs> that's that's not my energy. And I be hating it because now that I've been here ten years, I've heard I've heard DJs say parties with a song that I actually don't even fuck with more than like a hundred times over the years, bro. And it's just so heartbreaking and so whack. I mean, I fuck with like, all right, we didn't have enough Jay-Z in St. Louis growing up. Cool. I love Ho. Oh, we don't actually have no club bangers. Not for no dancing ass niggas. That up your shoulder is like not a dancing ass nigga record. Bruh, mm-hmm. I, I remember one party we went to mm-hmm. in like 2007. And mm-hmm. it was right when American Gangster came out, and I, it was like a small little like because this is where like niggas could easily get venues. So it was like some little hole in the wall venue, but it was mm-hmm. like, and the DJ, whoever was DJing night that night, played I believe uh, I want to say Party Life. Mm. But like niggas fuck with it though because mm-hmm. I mean it was Jay it was Jay and American Gangster was just a dope ass album, yeah, like, yeah 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 that's the top five but, of me in my Jay Z catalog right so like that could that's like the one outside of like give it to me you know what I'm saying it was just like alright cool you know you can throw that into your uh, what like Neptune set or whatever you uh-huh, know what I'm saying uh-huh, uh-huh. but um outside of that like a lot of Jay don't get played. I, I can't recall ever hearing dirt off dirt off your shoulder in the club. I do remember uh allow me to reintroduce myself. That get that get a reaction. That for sure get a reaction. Um but yeah it's not a lot of Jay here at the crib at least that'll get a reaction. But I mean I'm a nigga that if Yeah you Yeah nigga you, you straight with me. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that's cool. That's cool. I just Personally, I don't think it's a bad song. I think I just heard it a lot. And even back at the crib, like, how we was raised. Like, that's not... Yeah. Like, you better up playing, like, my Dougie. My Dougie? My Dougie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up here, like, now that I've been up here 10 years, like, a lot of these niggas, like, oh, we grew up on Southern shit, too. But it's like, y'all like a post, like, to the window, to the walls, Lil John and them yeah, being mainstream a- Southern Yeah, po- popular Southern shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's like, you know... I remember riding with my big cousins. Not everybody in St. Louis even have a um, connection with the song, but that the three, three, six. Bring Sally up. I bring Sally down. Sally down. Get the fuck out my face. That shit was hard. Yeah. Like, they yeah. would not, they don't know how to react to that song. Like, yeah. they don't, it don't connect. They don't know them. how to react. They don't know how to react to niggas getting ready to fight. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I definitely, I play B.I.B. up here, but like, they don't have no B. St. Louis had BIBI check ins, bro. Like, yeah, we're yeah, a different yeah. type of city. So, like, I like when I can go home. I do, I do. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, this uh, nigga. Get home safe, miss. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> that was our team. 
fat ass booty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like that shit's just different. Like we some head busters, put your hands in your fists. Yeah, like I play them songs up here sometimes, and you get a reaction. I'm not like it's not like niggas don't know it, but the emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. connection. Like there, this is a very heavily East Coast influenced city. So it's cool because I get to play like more Missy Elliott and all these other songs that I wish I could play in St. Louis. But I mm. like getting to the nitty gritty like nigga shit back at the home, at the on the home front, and it's awesome. Yeah. And then the fact that like I, you, and then like some of our peers have um, planted seeds where like now you can slide in. I don't know more currency. A lot of niggas like a lot of niggas know J Trey for like DJing Key first, but J Trey is a huge advocate of like. Mars told me about Key long time ago. Long, long time ago. Like, he is a very prominent rapper right now on his come up and shit. Ten years down the line, but like, you know, still, like, he been doing this thing for a long time. That nigga raw. He deserves his credit. I, know, I just sit at, like, this weird-ass, like, position between, like, OG status and, like, still, like, niggas don't know me as a DJ, so I still get to, like, break shit. So it's it's still pretty fun. It's still pretty fun. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, man. It's shit. Like, I fuck with Chicago. Don't get me wrong. But, like, yeah, it's just different in St. Louis clubs. Like, as much shit as, like, niggas talk about the clubs in here, bro. Like, I've been to various other clubs around, you know, when I travel and stuff like that. And I don't know, bro. Like, the energy in, at the crib, like, you can't beat it. <laughs> it's just something about the energy at the crib. Like, like I said, you play B a B a headbusters. Um, you liable to see a f- well. You but back in the day, you were liable to see a fight. But now that everybody's mature, niggas know. Like niggas have fond memories of that. Like they know what that means. So like everybody putting their hands when they fist that at the club. You know, like it's it's just a, it's a deep it's a deep connection to that shit. We grew up on that shit. Mm-hmm. So. And we that we dance better than them. I appreciate footwork. <laughs> Hip rolling, I guess, to a little bit. There's some Walla Cam shit if you're on YouTube and you know what the fuck Walla Cam about. I like I like Chicago dance. Chicago's a beautiful city. With its own culture. But they be hating me because sometimes I say Chicago likes to suck its own dick. It's not <laughs> shit. It's, Yeah. I, adamantly around this bitch. I get on people's nerves, but they always they nod their head and say, Yeah, you right at the end of the day. Chicago is in the Midwest, and it pumps itself up as if it's New York City or some, like, bigger city than it is. Chicago has a huge pool of talented people that have influenced broader art and culture. Mm-hmm. Not taken away from that. But the way that the city moves, the basicness of the city in general, like, at least in New York, it's three times as many, like, it's three times as big as Chicago. So mm-hmm. you just have that much more diversity. Like they like disco. Like you can play disco here. We got house in Chicago, obviously, but house, yeah, house sometimes music. isn't. Yeah. You know, isn't always necessarily universal. It is to a degree, but it also isn't. Like you can just play whatever. You can play house in New York, but like people are this just. It's so much more diverse that they're that much more receptive because you don't yeah. know. You can go to a Lebanese restaurant, hear Lebanese dance music. You can go to a fucking Italian spot. And hear like opera or Sinatra or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Or Italian disco. Like it's just so much more broadness and depth to New York City over Chicago 
And Chicago limits itself because niggas are still closed-minded because it's in the Midwest. It's not mm-hmm. Chicago's fault, but I think, like, being called the second city is what gave them a chip on their shoulder. So mm-hmm. they be very, like, they're, they're very adamant about, like, Chicago, this, Chicago, that, Chicago. It's like, bro, you know Chicago is still to death when, like, China don't care about Chicago. London don't care about mm-hmm. Chicago. Paris don't care about mm-hmm. Chicago. New York and L.A. fly over you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't Chicago sell to the point where you missing out on opportunities? Broaden yeah. your fucking horizons, my G. Yeah. I'm a nigga from the yeah. other city, so I can't tell Chicago how to do Chicago. Yeah, but that apply that apply here that apply here too. Like well, it's the with way. like yeah, with the amount of like like now we get like more. I guess I shouldn't even call it indie style artists, but like mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. niche niche artists. Mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. cause like Fat Man Keel and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I had never heard of him until he came up here like the first time and shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Cause I, I'll be 100. Like trying to keep up with music now is a job in itself. Excuse me, Jay White. It, the, what? Excuse me. I'm the nigga yeah. that introduced Key to the niggas that booked him the first time he went to see him. I just want to start right. out there. That's what. That's what I mean about okay. the depth of this shit. Yeah, but that's that's niche though. That's mm-hmm. niche. Oh no, it is. You, say, it you is. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know I know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And like I'm saying, for somebody like me who, like, I, I'm at the stage in my life where, like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Because so much content as far as music comes out on a daily, mm-hmm. that it's hard to, like, keep up, bro. Like, there's albums that came out when you were here last time in December that I probably still ain't even got to yet, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just mm-hmm. a, a matter of sitting down. Because when I want to actually listen to something, I have mm-hmm. to sit down and actually listen to it like get in the mode to listen mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that in itself is like bro that's a task versus like when we were younger like we had all the time in the world to do that shit you know what i'm saying whereas like you being a dj and shit like that's like actually your job to know that mm-hmm. shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. to stay up on that shit so it's a little different between me and you but mm-hmm. yeah man like but now, like, like St. Louis has that 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 infatuation with trap rappers and shit like that. Cause them motherfuckers, it's an easy come up for the motherfuckers that book them. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. bring them to the crib, bring them to the little hood spot, sell out a club, sell out a club. Your show, you probably make fifty off the shit. You yeah, and, and you good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, you always see. Or Yo Gotti or NBA uh, NBA Young Boy or someone or Lucy coming through and shit like that because it's a, it's an easy flip, you know. So we kind of fall into that too, but it's it's getting better because, like I said, you have some of the more you know, like I said, not indie rappers, but like some of the like not the most known rappers, but have a strong following. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. starting to fall through the fall through the crib too. So we kind of yeah, fall man, into like, that. It's that awesome too. to see when Smino comes there and sells out. Of course, right. he's from St. Louis, but like his sound isn't something that you like. If he, I don't know what it would be like if he wasn't from St. Louis, basically. Right. Like I know that we love him. He's from the crib, and he got a lot of friends and family there and shit. But otherwise, I don't know what that looks like. Scissor, she from the crib. Like when Scissor went on tour last year, and mm-hmm. Smino opened up for Wap the Bad One. Maybe that was that, that was a year and a half ago now. But still, like. That whole thing happening, like, I don't know what that looks like if they weren't from St. Louis. He's a huge yeah. artist. Like, what does it look like for Flying Lotus to come there? What does it look like for right. Little Dragon or Earl Sweatshirt? Like, now I've seen mm-hmm. when High Future came and that did 
I don't know if it sold out the passing, but I was there for that day, and it was a large crowd. It was close to selling out if it didn't actually sell out, but, like, that's awesome. NERD tour, but while I was still living at the crib, like, they right. was close to selling out, but, like, it's fucking Pharrell. Why fucking Pharrell sell out? And it's weird because, right. like, niggas listen to this. It's like, we know it's just us, and, like, we don't know everybody in the region, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, Bro, like, it's enough of us that we can go there and actually pack out a nice-ass venue. Why aren't niggas, like, trying to, like, be attractive enough of a city to see all these other people that we complain about don't come? Y'all ass ain't trying to buy no fucking tickets. And it's in Pack on Tour. Right now, I'm trying to, um, excuse me, see him in June up here. That nigga don't have no St. Louis date. And it's in Pack got fans in St. Louis. Why the fuck right. aren't we making that a more attractive place for niggas from out of town, all over the country or the world, to come there and perform for us? St. Louis is also notoriously a hard city to play for. <laughs> yeah, nigga, if you if you ain't shit, you you'll hear about it and get ran the fuck out of town. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> but like but- you said, there there is a fan base for Anderson Pat. There is mm-hmm. a fan base. There is a fan base for. Uh, N-E-R-D. You know, there is a fan base for a uh, boss and shit like that. So, yeah. Badu was already platinum Grammy selling award winning fucking artist. Goddamn me, bro. She came to St. Louis maybe five to eight years ago. I remember reading it in the motherfucking set. The bitch canceled. She canceled. Because the tickets wasn't selling. Erica Badu. After Bollywoodism, after the love of my life, after everything else, that's an easy fucking sell in any goddamn city. Why the fuck don't St. Louis, like, muscle the fuck up? Yeah. yeah if she home. came now, if she came now, I think she would sell, though. I don't I'm know sure. what the, I don't sure. know what the clock, I don't know it what the It could have also been Janky Promoters. Back then. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. So, I don't know what the, that's why I was saying, I don't know what the climate was when she came back, mm-hmm. you know, five or five to eight years ago, however you said, but like, she would have come now. I'm sure she just uh, fill up the Peabody or some shit like that, mm-hmm. like, or the, the Shea Fetz, like, no problem. Shit, Janet Jackson came here and sold out to Shea Fetz. I'm pretty sure, not saying like... She should be Scott Trey, bro. It's just Michael Jackson was just a whole ass icon. Yeah. Right, but like, I don't know why Jan- I don't know why Janet was at Shea Fetz. In my opinion, Shea Fetz is not the best as far as sound quality, but mm-hmm. hey, man, she... She did what I don't she know, did. like that's yeah. She did what she did. I don't know the logistics of that shit, so I'm gonna leave it at that. But like, yeah, the Peabody is hella nice, bro. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Peabody, hella nice. I'm it's connected to Sky Trade, so like, yeah. She came back. I'm sure she'll sell out the Peabody or some shit. But yeah, that that is crazy to think because you know she she wasn't as quote unquote problematic then. True. <laughs> As True. we knew, as we know where to be now and shit like that. So that's a little interesting. That's some shit you would have to do the research on and find out. But, right, right, but yeah, right, so. right. I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I care about that stuff because, like, for me in my city, we're not as big as these others. Like, I'm in a bigger city, three times as big as St. Louis. Beautiful city. I don't think anything out here, and I've been around. Nothing compares to my hometown, bro. Like, we are a beautiful fucking place and a worthy destination for so many people. And we have so many creative folks that literally leave St. Louis because they feel like they don't have another choice but to leave St. Louis in order to expand it. Like, it's deeper rooted 
and then just like, why don't Eric and my new come back here often? Like, it's a lot of other layers to really peel back with those types of conversations. But it's crazy and it's very telling. And like right now, right now with like the the hip hop scene in St. Louis, a lot of niggas that can actually spit. It's like niggas is lyrical but still street, but we still caught up in like trying to look like Atlanta or just doing like ignorant nigga shit. What does a St. Louis version of a tribe called Quest or the Roots look like? Mm-hmm. What does it look like for like? a nigga to actually be spitting as hard as, like, mixtape Wayne in his prime. Like, what does mm-hmm. that look like? Like, niggas have the potential and the talent for fucking sure, but, like, niggas is so caught up on getting the cars and getting the girls and getting the cloud and doing all these other-ass punk-ass fucking things where you start to, like, not really focus on your craft as much you end up taking an L. It's, it's already hard being from a city that don't nobody care about. Nobody is Googling right now St. Louis hip-hop. That's not happening. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. So you already got to be nice enough to just, like, pop through with the shit anyway. But then on top of that, if you not really actually worth nothing or when I look at you, you look like a nigga from another place, like, that shit is happening. Like, Ohio has a crazy, like, street rap scene. Buffalo, New York has a crazy street rap scene. Detroit has a crazy street rap scene. St. Louis got a crazy street rap, street rap scene. I love Jay Kitchens. Jai Kitchens. That's like one of my favorite, like, she's my favorite lady rapper right now above Meg The Stallion, Rico Nasty, City Girls, all these hoes. Jai Cole. And she be traveling, and she's just hard. Like, I'm, 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 I'm with her, but like, you need more than just a person or two. Like, we're not in the Nelly era no more. You need a scene. Mm-hmm. And the scene is not healthy. The scene is not progressive. The scene is not creative. The scene is not doing anything to really make the scene something. We could talk all day. Like, I hate the finger pointing that niggas don't look out for each other. Blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, like, your mama and cousin, all them motherfuckers wear your T-shirts, blast your motherfucking mixtape around. People come out and see your ass. Are you good? And if you're good, are you good enough to be great? Because you got to be great in the rap game in 2019 where everybody rap. Rap really is the new rock and roll. Kanye said that shit a long ass time ago. We the new rock stars. That's the case, bro. That's the mm. fucking case. Like, back in the day, everybody had a rock band in a fucking garage. Every fucking teenager, like, hanging out with his friends after school, making songs and performing at the coffee shop and blah, blah, blah. Fallout boy ass niggas in our generation. Mm. Now it's rap. How good are you? How good are you? Yeah. yeah. And you gotta be good. You can't just be like hot. Lil Nas X, it was funny. I was looking at somebody post him like at some festival recently. And he was performing Old Town Road. Of course, that's what he comes out to. And then somebody right. had posted, it was like, what other songs he performing? And that was like I they probably mentioned it like a shady way, but like it made me think like Oh yeah. I don't know no other shit from this nigga. Like are you but in his show? Yeah, but in his defense though, in his defense though, there are the and uh, let me just talk about him. Mm -hmm. He's not trying to be nothing else though. He was like, I was and it, I, some interview, he's like, I was just fucking around. I had five dollars to my name and I made this song and like it blew up. Oh, so awesome. in his case, 
Yeah, so like in his case, he might not want to be nothing else. So enjoy, get your bag and enjoy your shit. You know what I'm saying? Because there have been other motherfuckers that have leached off rap music and shit like that and don't have the talent. So like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm not gonna mm-hmm. bash him for like leeching off another genre. Yeah, I'm, I'm just naming, like, I'm just naming a name, the first name. That yeah, got, yeah, yeah. They got like the biggest song in the world right now. So. Right. Top of my brain, but yeah, it's a real thing, bro. Like it's, it's. I don't know. It's unhealthy, and like, I hate to be one of them like hip hop is dead type niggas, but it's scary when you actually look at the potential that hip hop has and where we making all of our money and gravitating to, and what that shit really looks like. Cause we ain't doing nothing to really push the art forward no more. It's all right. just a land and cash grab for a lot of niggas right now. That's the scary thing about it, unfortunately. Right. So, with you venturing off into DJing the past Mm. few years, you've been doing it to the point where now you're at the end of your 20s, my nigga. Uh So, what has the end of your 20s look like for you? Out out of the whole whole group, you the last one to turn 30. I am, I'm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you the last one to turn 30 so what has the last year essentially of your 20s been like man my 20s been scary for a long ass time <laughs> just because I mean I quit school and I didn't go back it was times where I thought I was and I thought I should and I just didn't it was times where I had investors that were supposed to invest in businesses I was gonna be my first. I was gonna get my dreams accomplished and be a small business owner at like age 24, 25, and the wave was still hitting and all this other shit. And here I am now, just like I don't know. I'm I'm used to. I have a lot of potential. I will start with the no. Nah, I will start with the negatives. I'm used to being disappointed. I'm used to being stressed out. I'm used to working my ass off. I'm used to having my heart broken through love, through business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm used to a lot of shit now. And, like, I feel like I've, I've gotten the reality of what the real world is for a long ass time because I didn't take the cakewalk of what life really is for a lot of people. Like, the safe route. You can graduate. You know, you can um, go and get a regular job, a salary job, so on and so forth. And, like, you could play, you could play life by the books. And that's sweet. Like, that's really awesome. And many days, I wish I was the one that did that. But it's very liberating to be, how you doing, Rob? On my back end, um, my 20s, and have all of these amazing opportunities sitting in front of me as I graduate into my 30s, where now I'll be working a dream job at an agency. And mm-hmm. brands are reaching out to me and asking me to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm curating music and making content for all these other like very established names etc 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 like that shit is very 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 fucking awesome and eye-opening but kids stay in fucking school <laughs> stay in school <laughs> and then be a rebel after you got your degree like that's all i can really say in, in regards to that for anybody else but i mean i feel great like I'm i'm at peace i'm at peace with myself i'm at peace with the work that i've done i'm at peace with the future, man. Like the shit is nice. You you know what I got coming ahead of me. So it's like one of the things I'm looking at text messages from the bro Julian while I'm on the phone with you. 
And it's like, damn, niggas is really about to do this <laughs> shit. For real, for real. <laughs> like, we got conversations and all this other stuff going on where, I don't know, like, it, it made me really truly embody that saying of life is a marathon. And I know yeah. marathon continues, rest in peace to Nipsey, but that's not me. My life is still a marathon. It ain't no continuation. Maybe if I pass away, I got babies and, like, friends that want to carry on my legacy. I could say the same. But right now, like, I'm just running, bro. And I ain't lost no steam. I feel like I'm catching, like, a crazy-ass second win right now. And me and a lot of my peers are, like, elevating. Like, this summer's going to be beautiful for a lot of us. So I don't really know what those dots look like when we start connecting as everybody elevates. But it's going to be something. It's going to be something for sure. And I can't wait to see what that is. So I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I, I, I think I've, especially after, like, this year now, before I go back into the regular nine-to-five structure, I've gained a lot more confidence and belief in myself. And I feel like I am that nigga, like, in a different way that in the past I just had self-confidence. So I knew, like, all right, well, I know I'm not whack. I know people like me. Mm. I know, like, I'm good at X, Y, and Z. Now it's like, no. I am that nigga. I am fucking handsome. I am fly. I am cool as shit. And, like, I meet all these random fucking people as well that tell me these things about myself. And I don't know you from the fucking man of the moon. You're not sucking. You're not kissing my ass and sucking my dick just to do it. Like, you literally just met me. I'm, I don't follow you on Instagram. I'm not choosing, so I'm trying to fuck later. Like, you just really thought that I was that nigga or cool as hell. So here we are. And I got hired for a reason like that. And... I look at myself all the time in the mirror every day before I go out, and I'm just like, damn. Now I got, you know, exotic weed, exotic bitches, <laughs> and so on and so forth. And it, it's crazy, but I, I just I just want to be a one-woman man. I, I'm, I'm still stuck on my country boy, like, honest man, God-fearing shit, bro. Like, I'm just trying to, like, have a wife and fucking kids and be, like, a cooler version of motherfucking Anthony Anderson on Blackish, bro. And hopefully it can come real soon. That's what's up. That's what's up. I can't even knock you. I, I ain't got nothing negative to say about that shit. I'm glad you're hitting your win and shit. Because just obviously knowing you personally. It's been a been long time Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been some up and down. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you being away from the crib and, you know, your family also being away from the crib. So, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be, it could be a little tricky. You know what I'm saying? So, to hear that. You know, you ten toes down, you bounce back. You know, after a couple shortcomings mm-hmm. and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's up. I'm glad to hear that shit. Cause yeah, you, yeah, yeah, having that shit in place for your for your thirties is it, dope. It's dope, man. Everybody, like you said, you you have a different viewpoint of it. You know, it's a marathon, and yeah, it's only once you hit thirty, bruh. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> shit, shit, get know. A little, shit get a little different. It get a little different. I know, niggas. Body start hurting. <laughs> finances different. Yeah. Priorities. All this, like your perspective is you in a whole new decade. You are, you on the baby end of a new decade, but yeah. still, like I'm already knowing and talking to so many friends now that are at that point. Like yo ass just hit it. Julian ass in like two more months. Goddamn me, like. 
motherfucker, you got I got niggas like Adrian and them that's already been thirty and some change at this point. It's just kind of like I feel it, and it's weird because a year and a half ago, when some of my other homies up here started turning thirty, I was asking, I'm like, damn, bro, like I'm so confused about life, blah 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 blah, like. How did this like happen for you at thirty? Because a lot of niggas like started finding their own stride, if not right before, right at like a little bit after thirty. And it was like niggas that's just like, yeah, bro, I don't know. Like I was just, I was just working and shit happened, and because I was putting work in and the work paid off, but it just happened to me just a little bit after my thirty. Like somebody just so having to like God working type shit. You can't really pinpoint it. It just exists. Yeah. And I, 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 I like that. And for me, it's awesome to see what it could be for me this summer and then what it looks like also for me, like, actually getting an offer or some other shit at the end of the whole process. And, like, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. And even, like, working for myself and realizing that, wow, I can be my own boss and do it for myself. I was progressing with that. It'd be a little bit more of a a, a longer and a slower slash harder grind, mm-hmm. but like I can do it. Right. I write that to myself, and then ultimately at the end of the day, I do want to be my own boss with my own self. Yeah, man. So I don't know. It's just kind of like I'm at peace with a lot of things right now in life. It's been a long time coming for the kid. In many ways, well, I can't even say I really regret it because I got I wouldn't be where I am today in my life totally different if it wasn't going about life the way that I am but at the same time it's definitely been times where I was like damn I wish I would have did x y and z but it's seeming like at least I don't know I can't really say a chapter is closing but a life transition is happening I don't know what's on the other side of the mountain but I know I'm at the top of it about to start you know embarking on a new journey so I'm excited I'm blessed I'm grateful Happy to finally, you know, do all these other fancy ass things that my homies do, like go to Vi- Vegas and buy ten thousand dollar boots and shit. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck is doing that shit because it, 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 it damn sure wasn't us. That's real. That's real. That's what they can say right there. And they owe you with them invoices, boy. I'm motherfucking taxes, shit. I know. Nigga, we, it, we, we wasn't even. So he's talking. We went to Vegas last year. So me, <laughs> me and some of the homies went to Vegas last year, and like, of, of course, a bottle in Vegas is different than a bottle in Chicago or St. Louis or whatever. So yeah, it's fucking bad. Yeah. So like all this shit, like a booth. Like we had a booth when we saw Metro booming, which I don't know what the like total cost of it was because like it was like nine of us and shit. So mm-hmm. like we split it equally, but like when we went to Dre's beach beach club or beach nightclub or whatever, like Dre's nigga, and Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre on a nightclub. No, club. it's no nigga, not Dr. Dre. It's a oh. it's a club out there in Vegas where they throw pool parties and where the artists had a residencies and shit oh, like that. Oh, like the shit yeah. where Justin Bieber was singing and all that in Vegas a little while back. Something like that, but okay, like okay. like two chains got a residency out there. Um, really. At that club, yeah, or when we went last year. Damn, uh, white people really love two chains, huh? <laughs> nigga, like dog, when you walking into the club or whatever, you can see like the artists that they have as res as residents at mm-hmm. the club and shit. And it was like back last year, it was uh two chains, 
uh, Ray Schrummer. I think the Migos had one. So like, oh, that's crazy. But that's man. a that's a that's a bag though. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people and the boost like from what I remember started at ten racks. Jesus. So, like, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely just exaggerating talking <laughs> shit. But whoa, right. Nigga, yeah. Exactly. Damn. So we went to a smaller little club at another hotel, but. Metro Boomin was DJing there. So, like, we was able to get a booth, but a bottle started at, like, 900. So, like, you know, you do the math and split that up between people. It's not that, you know, it's not that expensive. But, like, if you were trying to do that on your own, you know, it's going to cost a little bit. So, yeah, niggas not balling like like that. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Yeah, but um, I feel you on the whole... Like feeling like you' about to hit the mountaintop type thing because it definitely. I don't want to say you start start from scratch, but it's definitely like it's the next it's the next ten years once you hit thirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So because like I'm I was in a similar position as you, you mm-hmm. know, uh, started a, a new job, got back to school to get my master's or whatever. Um, Fancy, um, humble brag. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, working masters came up with the idea with the podcast you know um so shit was really like i was really coasting maybe like the last like three years of the, my 20s or mm-hmm. whatever and then when 30 started like put some fire up under your ass it put you. some fire up under me and then on top of that like you know i had certain life situations that happened to like mm-hmm. I'll just call it divine intervention that is basically reshaping the idea of who I thought I was, you know what Mm, I'm saying? Because there are toxic through therapy, there are toxic traits that I have developed in terms of like coping with stress or dealing with people or whatever. Cause I'm like really passive aggressive, but passive aggressive in a way where like I'll, I'm going to blend in and make you think shit's cool but I'm gonna fuck you up in the end, like that type of shit, and like that type of communication is like toxic. But I developed that because of you know situations that I went through in my childhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like, or when well, I shouldn't even say childhood because my childhood was super easy too. But like, basically, when we was teenagers, like by the time I hit 15, there was a lot going on. Like, you know, like social groups and academics and then you know they really imp- uh, impression impress are impressing the idea of college on you and you know you can tie your identity up into those type of things you know what i'm saying like you're developing at that time but when you know you're like oh you got to go to college you got to do this you got to do that when that is being pressed upon you you develop a whole identity around that and like mm-hmm. when certain and when certain things don't happen, your your reality crumbles, you know, yeah. crumbles around that shit. And then you really stuck with like, okay, who the fuck am I oh, as as mm-hmm. James White the man? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. not what I put out there on social media, not what people perceive me as, but like when I'm at the crib solo dolo by myself and it's me and these four walls. Mm-hmm. Am I comfortable with who the fuck I am in that moment? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so, bro. It was um. It's funny that you say that. It's one of my favorite songs from the nigga Common, produced by Jay Dill. It's called Nog Champa, but he ends off like the last line of the record. It's a smooth song. I recommend everybody listen to it. But he says, 
what good is arranged when it's time to head home? And I'm just like, that that shit, first time I heard that song, always hit me. And it still hit me to this day. But it's like, yeah, man, it's a level of, like, character, solitude. It's kind right. of melancholy, but it's very, like, prophetic and wise at the same time. Like, all this shit that niggas is doing out here is very performative, I feel like. And honestly, it don't really mean shit, especially if you're not really, you know, bettering yourself and figuring yourself out for real for real if you ain't got no direction by 30 you're not lost you can still find it but like right. it's hard bro yeah. like you, you you in survival mode and next thing you know you look up another 10 years go by you really ain't got much to offer except whatever the fuck everybody have or what you don't have that everybody else have just depending on how hard you work in your circumstances and right that's a hard that's a way harder thing to really be confronting and taking in at age 40 i feel like Right. That's when that midlife crisis shit really started happening. Right. And I, I didn't think I was, like, you know, talking to my therapist. He was like, yeah, I don't think you have, a, like, a midlife crisis or anything like that. Because I, gen- I genuinely have an idea of, like, what I want to do. Like, I want a family. Right, right. I want a family. I want a kids. Me and mm-hmm. you working on our individual, you know, well, not individual, but the idea that me and you had, that'd be a dope idea. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, for you know, just, both of us, yeah, yeah. For for you, as far as the DJ and shit, and me just wanting black stories and black media out there, mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So and combining that, like getting that off the ground, and then also, yeah, working that nine to five dollars, nine to five hour job to fund that shit. You know, right, what I'm saying? right, so like, right, right. Like I have the core in place, but it's also it's more than just that. It's more to life than just that. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. who are you when it's just you and your weakest, strong? Who are you in your totality? You know, type mm-hmm, thing. So, like, mm-hmm. that shit got stripped away from me. And, like, nigga, I was just, like, shaking to my core. I'm like, dog, like, like I when you breeze through shit, you don't realize how easy you, you actually have it. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, so, like the best way I could during that time, looking back at the time, and it was only, like, a month and a half, two months ago, but like, I really was looking at myself like as the bad guy, like the uh, say hello, Jay Z, mm-hmm. like when well, my back's my back against the wall, nigga, I react type shit. Like mm-hmm. I've always had my back against the wall and come out swinging and you know mm-hmm. hit a home run type thing, mm-hmm. and like you know, kind of like the underdog type thing. Everybody mm-hmm. can identify with the underdog type chip thing. on their like, shoulder, chip on your shoulder. I'm the bad guy type thing, and like. When that narrative changed, like, bro, you look at what you accomplished. You mm-hmm. accomplished a lot. Your back isn't against the wall like that, per se. Right, right, yeah, right. You don't you have to be I'm on saying? the defensive so much oh, no Exactly. More. You don't have to be walled up so much no more. Like, nigga, like, it's whether okay. you give yourself it's a okay. it's okay. <laughs> you don't. And then also learning that, like, I'm not as self-compassionate to me as I am to other people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, like, Learning all that type of shit has been like, yo, nigga, that's been a journey. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Mm -hmm. people, and it's crazy, like, that pat on the back and that affirmation goes a long way. Which is why I didn't trip off the shit Aisha Curry saying, but that's a whole nother topic. Like, I understood it. Because Mm -hmm. everybody, everybody want to feel like they got a little bit of juice. Mm-hmm. A little, a little bit of drip, bro. It's natural. I mean, I feel like seeking approval is a is a like evolutionary survival tactic. Like people, right. if you if you are the one that's ostracized from your tribe or your village, they can kick you out, and that means that you have to fend for yourself, which right. also means you have to protect yourself. You have to feed right. yourself. 
so on and so forth. Like everybody, like, and I think it comes from that type of shit, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. she loves her husband to death. She loves her family. She's grateful. These motherfuckers attacking her all the time. Like, that's what you get for being a pick me. It's like, gee, the world is so cruel sometimes. Yeah. They don't want you, they don't they they want you to grow, but they don't want you to grow. Mm-hmm. Like they they want they don't want you to be honest about your growth. They don't want you to sit up here and go on a platform that's about revealing your truth and actually revealing your truth. Yeah, and they <laughs> see some they see themselves in that shit. And niggas right. be scared to be vulnerable for real. We get a you know, it's always black men need to be more vulnerable, but, but it's like it's a lot of black women out here that protect themselves very, very, very heavily. And right. they only show like they don't really show all of their cards. And we sit up right. here and you want me to, you know, which I will be there for you, so on and so forth. But it's like you're kind of being hypocritical because honestly, I know girls who said beforehand they wanted like they wanted their boyfriend to cry more, open up more. But once he started open up, it's like, you know, now this is too much for me emotionally and you kind of look a little soft and all this other shit. It's oh, like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you really got Which, baggage, baggage. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> but like, you the one who knew that and encouraged me to open up to your ass. I mean, I get it. Like, that's what therapists are for. But also, I would say, not necessarily yours or anybody specifically, but a lot of therapists are kind of just like there to listen to you open up. Like, these niggas aren't your problem solvers. Niggas right. still need their loved ones and their support group. In exactly. order for them to really like solve problems, niggas can go exactly. to the fucking therapist all the goddamn time and talk about their fears and anxieties and so on and so forth. But if you're not really putting in the work to do it, which if you're doing it by yourself, you're gonna if you're doing it in general, you're gonna fuck up. You're gonna have growing pains and things like that. But at least with a support group, you got motherfuckers that's helping encourage you to grow and move forward, so on and so right. forth. If a exactly. motherfucker just like, man, it's too much. Like, that's where you go get a therapist. It's like, nigga, your therapist ain't, your therapist is not your fucking life coach. And we treat mm-hmm. therapists as if they life coaches. Your pastor is not your fucking life coach right. for real. You can pray a bunch of shit. It's about work. You have to put the yeah. work in. Yeah. And the thing is, it takes a village. And not just for a child, for a fucking human fucking being. It takes a fucking village. Humans, especially people of color, are village people. We are equator folks. Asians are equator people. Hispanics are equator people, bro. We need our community around us. Right. That's what makes us whole. Right. And that shit just be fucking me up. I still, I take a lot of it internally and just don't really shed Say my light it. on yeah. it. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It, it's fucked up. I know sometimes it's not the right thing to do. But I've always dealt with feelings of isolation and things like that since I was a kid. I want to talk to my therapist about that shit. And eventually I will. But like, if I've always felt this, maybe it's just something about me i don't really mm-hmm. know what going to a therapist is going to do other than me saying i don't know even though i have all these people that love me and care about me and blah 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 it's sometimes i just still feel alone and i can't help it i don't know right, why right. like i've always been like this since i was a child and yeah maybe you know we can unpack some layers and was your mother breastfeeding you did she <laughs> nurse you and, you know like did she put you outside earlier than you should have been all this other shit but it's like honestly it could just be me like people are all fucking different and yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah. the answers, bro. My favorite phrase, I always say, nothing perfect can come from something that is imperfect. Science is flawed as far as I'm concerned. Not to say science can't be fact, but right. science can very much so be flawed. because It has to be proven us. first. Yeah. 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 And I mean, even be, if yeah. it's proven, like, I mean, you can rig numbers and things like that in order to, like, support your argument, bro. Yeah. 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 
Like, yeah, for sure. I've, 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 like some of the schools that we grew up in and shit, like I've had Bible classes where they confronted the concept of evolution. And of course, with you being Christian, especially us in Catholic school, so it's be very heavy on creationism, which is a thing. But like, I've also been in classes where they tried to make sense of both God creating the heavens and the earth as well as niggas evolving, you know, like, and I don't, I don't know, like we are not yeah. God. And as yeah. much as we try to pursue all of this extra knowledge and depth, a lot of this shit is over our heads, bro. And it's okay mm. to not know sometimes. Yeah. I was getting ready to say it's okay for both, both truths to coexist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you, and like you said, you not have all the answers. Cause like, even with actually going to therapy, yeah. Like, he can help me figure out and unpack certain things, but, like, once I walk out of that hour session, it's up to me to apply that shit mm-hmm. to the best way it suits me. Mm-hmm. So, in, in, your, in your sense, yeah, you might feel like a loner, but you're not alone. It can mm-hmm. coexist. Mm-hmm. It can coexist or whatever. Yeah. That's just a, that's just a state of mind that. you get in. Yeah, Exactly. I've never felt like um, I couldn't call you or my mama or my girl or somebody mm-hmm. when I'm going through shit. If I really need to, I have. I'll talk to you about when I've cried and felt depressed and all this other shit. Right. And you said, you know, bro, just let you know, you sent me the message after the conversation. Like, I'm here for you. And I love everybody that has been, but like, honestly, the opening up was probably like releasing the demons initially yeah, and yeah, crying yeah. was the main thing. But after like that started happening, I was able to do a lot of the work on myself by myself. I didn't right. necessarily need to spend a couple hundred dollars by going to somebody and talking things out or whatever. Like I just did a lot of really deep, not say it was easier, yeah, cheaper yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah possibly yeah. even a Every, little more. Everybody efficient. not in position to shelve out $150 for an hour session to work through some shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Thank God for insurance because my insurance do cover some shit now or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. like, at the same time, it's, like, one of those things where do you really have to... Run- Are you running away from yourself? Right. Right. Well, I could too. Motherfuckers like to go and lay down at the therapy fucking um, couch instead of just confronting their own demons. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but that's really at the root of it all what you have to do. Yeah. You have to work on you. Yeah, when I'm yeah. in deep prayer, bro, like it, it is a lot of the times. I mean, I do still feel like I'm talking to God, but I'm in the depths of my mind and my soul yeah. thinking about problems and issues. That's being introspective and just confronting these things that are not necessarily going as well as I would like to in my life. Either right. things I can control or things that I can't. But it transitions from just like, hey, God, thank you. I love you so much. I'm praying that you can help me out with these opportunities and just put me in the right position and so I can stay prepared and blah, blah, blah. And it goes to like, damn, I'm concerned about my sister or my brother or my parents. Right, 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 right. So like, you know, just being able to do that shit is a beautiful thing in and of itself. And with law, yes, of course, it's good and healthy and a smart idea to work to be your best self. But, bro, accepting yourself for who you are. Some people are prone to alcoholism because of how their brain is wired. Lefties technically like alcohol more than righties. You know, I'm left-handed. You know, I like to drink. But the the right side of the brain controls a lot of the lefties' body and emotions and all that shit. And that side of the brain happens to also enjoy alcohol more Mm -hmm. and have a lower um, ability to, like, say no to things. Right. I don't do a lot of wild shit. I definitely say no, but I can understand me like enjoying liquor and saying yes to another drink as well. Says science, you know. So, what if more lefties being alcoholics or whatever? My grandfather, 
Um, my mama's dad, I think, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I told you, like, when he was an alcoholic and he took the meds and he walked on the highway and he passed him, girl. Like, the nigga got hit by a car on the highway on some, like, being an alcoholic and depressed and taking the meds with the booze. And mm-hmm. he just was loopy and he walked on the fucking highway, bro. That shit was heavy. I know right. my mama is still fucked up about that to this day. Mm-hmm. But, like, the nigga liked booze and he was depressed. Yeah. But that was who he is. And mm-hmm. he couldn't talk. He wasn't working. It wasn't much on this earth, honestly, left for him. Maybe that was God's plan for him to come at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just heavy. It's two sides mm-hmm. of the coin, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it works for some people. It it doesn't. You know, some people are, I don't want to say cursed, but, but like, that's the burden yeah. that, they, that they carry. And it's, it's it's a pretty side and ugly side. It's balanced, bro. It's yeah. balanced. It's definitely balanced. For it's sure. really and like the whole and like you said earlier, you we aren't built to like not fuck with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like we as much as people like try to be like standoffish or not not like you in your sense, mm-hmm. but like try to really be like, like no new friends, fuck people. Mm-hmm. You bro, you I'm telling you. Just from experience, we need people, bro. We are not built to not uh, rely on a, a small circle, whether it's one pe- one person or ten people, bro. Mm. <laughs> we just aren't built like that, dog. It's, it is studies out there that say we need our social groups. Yeah, we need our, we need our tribes. For survival, need our bro. Yeah, like, for survival. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's imperative and- that we have that shit. And I feel like I am more of a um, extroverted introvert. Like yeah, it's a I lot of times, yeah. Like and you know me, and it's like I could be outgoing, and we we are people, yeah. people. And I love people, but I love people watching more than I love. Like I don't like necessarily being the center of attention. It just mm-hmm. so happens that God also made me somebody that people are drawn to. Mm-hmm. So sometimes my name is called when I don't want to do it. But if that's where if that's what God made me into, it's cool. I'm still shocked when people like me sometimes. I'm like, really? Right, right. Not because I think I'm trash, but just like, bro, shit about me. <laughs> like, bro, somebody the other day was like, I was just talking to somebody about you and said you're a good you're a good person, and like I have trouble with. Um, compliments, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Like somebody like outside of like, shit, it might be even a shock to you, but like on the outside looking in, you would be like, "What?" But like, bro, this is something I talked about in in therapy too. Like, I have trouble with affirmations and compliments. Yeah, and it, and it drives people crazy because like that's not my character when we out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, you wouldn't you mm-hmm. wouldn't know that, but like yeah, that's an issue for me. Like I don't know why, and I'm trying to work through why it is. A lot of it is like okay, what do you want type thing? Like are you trying to get over type shit? It's some it's some some tied into that. But like yeah, bro. Like I'm I'm a little bit of an extrovert introvert too because when I need like my alone time and my my space. Like, I need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need that to, like, function properly. But, like, yeah, for the most part, I'm an extrovert as well. But, yeah, that's a lot. That's a little rant or whatever. Mm. So, y'all do with that nugget what you will and <laughs> take it from there. Like, niggas is just like you. Right. <laughs> so, right. Like a motherfucker. Uh, so, like a motherfucker. So, um, we going to breeze through this shit real fast. Game of Thrones season eight. You fuck with it? Yes, and I don't fuck with the people who hating on it. <laughs> like, niggas. 
I I get what people are saying as far as like they are cramming a lot into eight episodes because mm-hmm. initially H- HBO wanted ten. Yeah. So I can see like ten episodes, like some of the storylines and loose ends that need to be tied up. Like cool over the course of ten episodes, and they are hour and a half long. Like yeah, I can see that that you can draw out that story development, but I don't have an issue with what's going on because we know it's the final season and we got to get from point A to point B. Now it's a, it might be a little sloppy for some characters doing shit that they wouldn't that you would deem not in their character. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'll give you that, but like you only have a certain amount of time to do that shit. And then right. also, and then also after reading, well, I looked at it from two two perspectives. One. After eight years of doing the same shit, bro, I will be ready to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. uh, eventually you get burned out having to, you know, do character development. You don't want to pass it off to somebody else who could fuck up the character. But if you also are on the opposite side of the spectrum of the season and you don't like it, you probably like it. They fucking up the characters anyway. So that's mm-hmm. that's another topic from for another day. Okay, but like, I was gonna say. So first off, it's it's very hard for any, especially a show this big and this popular. But in general, especially the big successful shows, right. it's very hard for them to ever close these shows out and please everybody. Exactly. So I'm sure they took that into high consideration before wrapping it up. They're mad at the show, but like it's George R. R. Martin that still writes this shit. Still writing Pri- the book, primarily. Sorry, um, I think that they might have had a little bit of insight into it since like everything was getting made at the same time simultaneously. But that's one thing. Um, the second thing is what else can these niggas do? They talking about the length of episodes. I lo- I'm loving these movie length ass episodes, like that battle scene episode that needed to be 90 minutes, bro. Like right. I, w- I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been satisfied with seeing that shit. Just an hour, right? Just an hour. Like no, like last week's episode with Danny and that battle scene, like. That needed to be 90 minutes, bro. Like, seeing that in an hour, every, everything would have really moved fast. But the thing is, these 30 minutes also can still add up to other hours. So it's not like you're still probably not getting the same amount of time. Right. It's just it's divided into a different type of method. Because, yeah. like, some of these, like, once again, I couldn't have, like, did it in an hour. So if you hit me with a 2B continue in the middle of an epic-ass battle scene, I'm going to be pissed. Right. I'm going to be pissed. But niggas ain't worried about that. These characters have to still develop and change. I lo- like, I love, I hate the character of Daenerys now because of what she did last episode. Right. But I love how they developed her as a character. It was awesome to see her be, uh, you know, mother of dragon, breaker of chains, dragons, yeah. breaker of chains. To her, like, using her last baby dragon to blow up all of these innocent motherfuckers that were still... And one way or another, even though if they weren't slaves, they were still kind of in a really shitty ass kingdom ran by a shitty ass fucking leader. And some of them were shitty ass people. So like, yeah, you know, so <laughs> it's just like, a cap the award. <laughs> yeah, like the plot twist with uh, Jon Snow ended up being like the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. I love that. Like, what? What? I, my thing is, if you niggas is mad about it, how would you have done it differently, bro? But, yeah. like, we, we also transition with Game of Thrones over into, like, nerd culture a lot with this. And nerd culture reviews me the worst. Like, you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not fully hip on the whole Marvel comic universe. I want to. It's going to take me some time. Yeah, bro. Uh, Sammy Ass had posted, because um, I had recently started following her again on IG. She had posted, like, a Marvel comic universe T-shirt, and it had all the movies on it. So, I'm like, I might, I screenshot it. 
I think I'm gonna just watch the movies in that particular order. I know yeah. she be on her shit, but these niggas is also very critical. Or you niggas, because you 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 go into Marvel comic universe shit. Like niggas is very analytical and critical about things, and it's like, damn, if you could have did it better, just make it your fucking self at this point, bro. Like you gotta you gotta like everything can't be so nitpicky. Granted, I do know that black people, especially. Love to argue and people of color do. We're just I very mean, expressive. I mean, it's barber barbershop culture, bro. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> that that's a part of it. But like it's niggas that care passionately. I've yeah, seen yeah. videos of niggas like blood red in their face, fucking crying, angry as hell, breaking things, like because you didn't get exactly what you want. And it's beautiful if you're so invested in a character. That's like the beauty of art and creation. But like, gee, sometimes you just gotta like you can't change a roller coaster. Once that bitch is built, it's built. Just enjoy the ride and ride yeah. it again and again. That's yeah. what a lot of these fucking thrillers and films and movies and epics all are, bro. It's just a roller coaster and it's going to end and you'll be okay at the end. Sometimes yeah. you die, yeah. but every once in a while, you, I mean, most of the time you make it to the end and you either decide to hop back on it and enjoy it again or you don't. But like, treat it like that. Right. I got into a debate with my homegirl today about Tyler the Credit album, which is fire. But she talking about, like, I think this nigga trying to be, like, white and gay so bad. It's like, gee, like, come on, man. Really? <laughs> white yeah. and gay? And I just asked her how. She couldn't. I think she was. She couldn't really tell you. She yeah. couldn't really. And I mean, I understand if you feel that. Like, and I respect your feelings. I'm just asking for, like, a logical explanation of why you're going to sit up here and make such a, like, thing on it. And it's like, you know, do you make music? I'm like, no. But it's not like. A bunch of my music friends don't come to me for a perspective on music and ask me what I think of their music and shit. Like, I know music. I'm not stupid. And I'll be making it. And I DJ. And I play your shit, homegirl. So it's like, you know, I, I know what's up when it comes to that. But, you know, at the same goddamn time, like, what does that have to do with the quality of his music? We yeah. see up there and we love Frank Ocean for being gay. He's every girl's crush. Good looking guy. He probably could get shorties if he actually liked pussy. But he don't. And girls like that shit too. He's, they probably like in their imaginary gay boyfriend type of thing or whatever they get, <laughs> which is awesome. But like, if Tyler is or isn't sexually ambiguous, gay or whatever, what difference does it make? Is the album good or not? What difference will it make with his content? Mm-hmm. You let a lot of other niggas get by with a lot of other shit. Why we gotta bother this man about that? If the result is good, then leave it alone. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. I think a lot of people, when you say ask them why about something, feel like you're trying to attack them. I guess so, but <laughs> yeah. that, that be that be niggas' feelings, and I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah. You know me, like I, I I ask a lot of questions, and I know also like how I talk, which you gotta understand me and know me to know like just the way that sometimes my words are pronounced just come out a certain way. I right. be on my Black Larry Davis shit, but at the same time, like I be genuinely like asking how. Because I'm a nerd myself in the sense that I like to know and understand and soak up information. I like people's opinions. I'm okay. With, I'm a person that's okay with disagreeing, though. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people aren't. A lot of people, yeah. I'm about to say a lot of people aren't because then that disagreement turns into personal attack. Yeah. Personal. It's like you you discrediting them <laughs> yeah. or something. It's like, bro, your opinion. Because there's at least three truths to everything. Your side, they side, and the objective truth somewhere in the fucking middle. Yeah. And it's about perspective. And I understand that everybody is a different person. Like, you can have the same parents, same upbringing, same school system with the same teachers. But you being firstborn, youngest, or middle still shapes a huge aspect of your perspective on the world around you. Right. Because of different experiences. Yeah. Like, come on. So everybody is different. 
And I'm okay with that. I, I appreciate humanity for that. That's why I like to people watch. Mm-hmm. I sit up there and make up stories all the time about people and shit. But when it comes down to it, bro, you got to just know that your way ain't the only way. Right. I don't be wrong a lot, but when I am, I do admit that I'm wrong and I say you got it. Because right. that's how it is. Right. And you just move on from that. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really pissed about it by any means. So, um, I didn't think it's that you a, were, a, but it's niggas out there that's hating hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool um, season for me. I mean, mm-hmm. needed to wrap up. And after reading that article with them, they moving on to basically work Star Wars or whatever. A lot of so, them are going to be on Star Wars? Well, the, the writers and the, like, the directors. Oh, not shit. The, not the actors. Whoa, so, like, nigga, yeah, that's you epic. Work, yeah, you worked on the show for eight years. Like, you're going to get burned out. So, yeah. working on Star Wars the next team. Right, some shortcuts are going to be had. Some liberties are going to be taken. But at the end of the day, you have eight seasons of a historic Q-O-Q. show that you can go back and watch. Like, yeah, it's time for us to move on type thing. So, like, I completely, completely understand it. Whereas you're working on this movie for, like, what, a year and a half, maybe two years, and you're done with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you wipe your hands with it, once you send it to the editors to chop up, and it's out in the movie theaters, and you do the press runs, that's it, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you're done with it. So I I get it. Like, yeah, we want this to just be the final season while while, uh, George R. R. Martin is continuing to write or whatever. And he's taking forever to write it, too. So Yeah, this shit is so layered, bro. Like, this ain't easy. This right. is not easy. Easy, not easy by any means. But I'm okay like, with seeing Arya kill Daenerys next week, though. That's gonna be pretty cool. I don't, I don't know how that's gonna happen, bro. Oh, what's I don't happening? Know. What's <laughs> happening? Somebody had it, broken down to me the prophecy that the the red witch or whatever had told that she was gonna kill somebody. Oh yeah, brown that, eyes, brown eyes, green, yeah, yeah. Green now eyes. that now that Cersei has gone, the only other motherfucker out there with the green eyes is. Yeah. You know, Danny. Plus, I saw something like extra on like Monday, the day after, and they were like, they saw on a red carpet. And they asked her, like, do you think fans would be um, happy with the ending? And it looked like she had a sad kind of face on her. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, so I'm like, she might get killed. Well, have you seen all of them? All of them are low key salty about how it ended. Oh, because they interviewed like like the care uh, the actress that plays Masandi, and she was like, yeah. And then the dude that played Grey Worm, he was kind of like, Ugh. and then Peter mm. Dinklage, they interviewed Peter Dinklage, and he was just like, Game of Thrones is the best TV show on the world. I'm like, oh, so none of y'all are happy with, basically. Now, <laughs> now y'all do you think possibly with? because of, like, spoilers and shit that they could also be trolling us, and it could actually be hell of fire? I mean, that too. There could be some trolling with that too. Because that's, that. that's something that Marvel does really well. Like, okay, okay, tro- okay, troll okay. motherfuckers. So there could be some, okay. they could be pulling from the Marvel handbook and trolling people in interviews and stuff. Because, like, people want to know, like, right, right, right. Like, okay, right. how is this ending? How is this going to go type thing? So, like, you have to, like, buy, I'm assuming by the contract that you sign. You can't be spoiling shit, even if it is the last yeah, season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there could be some truth to that. But I'm also, if you read their body language, uh-huh. it's kind of like, yeah, I don't think a lot of y'all fuck with how it's going to end. But we'll see Sunday, man. We'll see Sunday. Damn, fucking Sunday, bro. <laughs> wow. We'll see Sunday, bro. But yeah, it's going to be epic. So speaking of epic, you ever had a girl shoot her shot at you? Um, once I started understanding how girls shoot their shot, yeah. 
Um, I mean, back in the day, it was a couple of like, hey, boy, you cute. My friend want to talk to you type of situations or whatever. But uh, as niggas got older and actually started fucking, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, I pursue. Yeah. I pursue. Uh, What's up, though? I've had women shoot they shot, like, successful, like, really shoot they shot. Not not the, the like, like you were saying, you cute type shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, hit me up. I'm pulling up. Success type shit. Like, I, I, I definitely get the. I've definitely through my years have been like you know messaging somebody, and you know when she start the conversation, it's like blah blah blah, and then she like throw the number in if the convo decent, it's like text me. Like I, I, I've got no's, I've got no's to pull up though. That's that's a random one, G. Yeah, so like a chick like was in the DMs or something, and then was just like, where you stay at? I'm about to be in your neighborhood. Yeah, this past tense. So like, right, 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 right. So we was at we was at a club, and she was, and the chick was there, Mm -hmm. and like you know we mingling or whatever. She she feeling me. I'm like okay, like I could sense that like she maybe want to see what's up type of shit. And then like when we leave, slid in the DMs, and then a week later pulled up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had experience with that. yeah, but the only reason I ask is because the homie Van, shout out to Van, he asked it. On, <laughs> nice. He asked it. He asked the question on Twitter, and like there was like a nice amount of women mm-hmm. that was like, "Yeah, now he my husband." I'm like, "Damn!" So y'all pulling up like like that thing? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I've I've had a similar situation like that. Like, you know, a couple of days of conversation could lead to the play being made by the weekend. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it could easily get go down like that. Yeah, and that's and, essentially how mine was. Like, a couple of, you know, messages back and forth. Let mm-hmm. me get your number. And then from mm-hmm. the number, it was like, yeah, I'm going to come see you later in the week. Mm-hmm. And then and they pull up later in the week. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you clapping cheeks. So Same, man. <laughs> Same, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that shit is, you know, that shit is awesome. Or, you know, sometimes it could take a while or whatever. Maybe I just time it ain't right or whatever. But when they go down, they go down. You exactly. know, like, you know, I don't know. You've got to know each other quite a bit through text messages. If if you really talk, if you if you decent with the combo, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Young Joe or somebody. It's like, man, I, he, I think he said his thing is humor and used to be able to laugh chicks out their draws. But yeah. I can see a, a young, a young dark skinned nigga in Atlanta in polo making bitches laugh and fucking them. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I oh, mean, but that that black boy, white boy swag was lit back then. Though. It was so, like man, it was. <laughs> yeah, I still black... remember the day he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, laugh, making them laugh. Like it, it was just interesting to see. Like there was like hella success stories. Yeah, and there are yeah, still yeah. like. I don't want to say like give them like oh progressive women, but like women that went for it. And like was like yeah like we've been rocking out for like three five years or like yeah mm-hmm. we married we married with a family now and it was like damn yeah that's just people you, man because there's a section of the city girls population that swear up and down they not oh <laughs> they're yeah not, they're yeah not yeah they're not, yeah they're not checking for a dude I'm just like bro like we all you, we all are you know yeah. and some good success stories definitely come from doing that man like. Especially if the young lady has, if you live up to the expectations she probably already had for you in her head, because she obviously, mm. you know, women are thinkers. They be, they already got something mapped out for your ass in your head already. Right. Um, if that shit goes down, like, hey, you not on no fuck shit, you probably in good standing with a decent woman. If she wants you, 
that's a whole lot different than you want her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole different ball game, bro. Like, yeah. I I have noticed that when like women like set their eyes on it for real, mm-hmm. for real, mm-hmm. like you basically not gonna stop them. You could unless you do some like fuck shit. For real. Yeah, and and I mean that I, that's why I appreciate women so much because that even goes beyond just like love, sex, and relationships. Like mm-hmm. women are very like a woman with her head on right, and she driven yeah. and she determined, uh, uh, she unstoppable. unstoppable. Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> I, I I fuck with them for that. And I mean I think you know, in a broader sense, like yeah, if we can do it, if any of us put our minds to it, yeah. But I know that they're smarter, they're more organized, mm-hmm. they have like the other like intuitive things that men don't be having, like. Yeah, they tight. They tight. Yeah. Chicks Cause are dope. Yeah, because there are, in, in my defense, <laughs> there are women that have hit me up and been like, yeah, I was into you. And like, I I completely missed all signs of that shit. Mm-hmm. Because you, in your, either in your mind, like, yeah, bro, she, she got, she got a, a, a roster of niggas or like you feel like, yeah, bro, she she ain't even on there right now. Type shit. Like she not even you shouldn't even sweating me like that. And then been like, nah, I I am I am kind of sweating you or whatever. It just wasn't like super per, uh um super aggressive with it mm-hmm. or like forward with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you'll be mm-hmm. surpri- you'll be surprised with you know they peep how you moving or whatever, and that it's attractive to them. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they want to give you some play, but you know, shit happens. So, yeah, exactly, man. Um, and I, I, I just feel like if she know what she wants, it's a good position to be in, man. Because a lot of motherfucking times they don't be know what they want. They don't know what they want to eat for dinner. Not say <laughs> niggas don't either. Niggas be out here on bullshit, or niggas doing don't be honest. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. But like you know, if if uh if you focus and you locked in, it's it's all love. It's all and love. I, I I appreciate a bit of aggressiveness and like some go get it too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because majority of the time I'm probably gonna be the aggressor, the planner. You know, let's do this, let's do that, let's make this move type thing. So like to have somebody match that energy. Not saying you have to be that all the time, but to have somebody that like. Mm-hmm. Matches that that vibe and that energy. It's like okay, yeah, she she'll win her. <laughs> she'll win her. Right, sure. exactly for sure. But go ahead That's and tell lady, I like. Yeah, so mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh shit, go ahead and tell niggas where they can reach you at after the ambulance passes. <laughs> oh damn, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasant day in Chicago, so that means niggas is getting shot. Um. That was very true. That actually wasn't even uh, a joke. That's what's fucked up yeah, about it. Stop gun violence. That's where you can find me at. Stop gun violence. On IG. <laughs> <laughs> Police say stop no. gun violence. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter. I got two Twitters, but don't follow me on my professional. Follow me on my one where I retweet memes and I got all my followers and shit. That's Marcellus Hefner. M A R S. Uh, A-L-I-S-H-E-F-N-E-R like Wynton Marsalis and Hugh Hefner pow um, and then on IG you can follow me or my brand my brand is Do Right Design D-O-R-I-G-H-T D-E-S-I-G-N all spelled out properly 
And my um, personal one is Do Right Mars, D-O-R-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-S-M-A-R-S, just like the planet. Exactly. All that information will be in the description of the podcast. Before we get out of here, this is still a big fuck you to all you motherfuckers trying to control women's choices and tell them what to do with their bodies. Y'all ain't nothing but some bitches. So. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It kind of racist too, oh, y'all dying soon. I just like to tell old racist motherfuckers, hey, it's cool, you dying soon. Right. You ain't even going to exist, think about bro. That. We way, exactly. we way past that. Soon we way too. past that. We off that. So until next time, we'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Everybody, her choice. Yeah.